Howdy friends, I am Link and I am obsessed with all things fitness, nutrition, and helping people become the most badass versions of themselves. I'm a former Division II athlete with a passion for making sure your fitness journey isn't a chore, but instead one of the best parts of your day. This podcast will be full of education and motivation so you can kick ass in the gym, kitchen, and your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat. Please take a second and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you, your background, and really what got you started in both personal training and in massage therapy. Okay, great. My name is Sarah. I am from the Tahoe Lake area, and I'm super stoked to be on your podcast. So thank you for having me. But um, it all started actually back my senior year of high school. My I started running track, but I had dabbled in a ton of different sports growing up, including like lacrosse and soccer and even wrestling. And once I got to track in high school, my mom started teaching me how to lift. And from there, I kind of just took off of, with it. And she learned from Miss Olympia. So she copied Miss Olympia's workouts. And that's how she learned. And so she just taught me the foundation from there. And then I went off to college not knowing what the heck I was going to do. And then found myself um, getting certified to be a personal trainer once I moved to San Diego. And I originally moved down here to be a physical therapy assistant. So I really have a love for physical therapy and um, recovery and um, just how to recover the body and move more efficiently. So I actually ended up dropping that dream for personal training because I found out I can make more money doing that. But I also found out that I had a talent for releasing bound up tissue. So I, as a personal trainer, you're legally not allowed to touch your clients. So I was like, I'm going to go to school, just get the legal piece of paper. So went to massage therapy school, got certified in that. And so now I do both and love it. This is awesome. And it's so interesting how you kind of like redirect. Cause I know for me personally, I was also on like a similar path. Like when I first went into college, my end goal was not personal training. Like I always loved training and like I played collegiate softball. So like I always had that like component as part of my life consistently because of training for my sport. Um, but when I originally went into school, I was like, I want to be like a on the training staff and I want to do all this kind of stuff. Like I want to be a physical therapist. And then I really like started looking into the different majors and like the different classes. And I remember being there and I was like, I got hurt in high school. And I had to spend a lot of time with um, our training staff. And I was like, just watching what they did on a day to day. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is not for me. I don't, I don't want to do this. Um, and then <laughs> I really kind of, you know, you do the whole browsing, the majors and all that kind of stuff. And I found sport management and I'm like, wow, that sounds interesting. Let's go into that. And then that led me to a personal training down the road. So that was like a really, really fun aspect. But I know for me, Considering I had all of the injuries that I had in sport, I think that learning more about recovery and learning more about how to take better care of myself and all of the other components that go into it, I think that's like severely overlooked by a lot of athletes, current or former athletes, just like you don't realize like all that does go into recovery. And that is, like you said, one of your specialties is the recovery. And then we have the muscle release work. So I want to dive into each of these kind of separately. So let's start with recovery. Mm -hmm. What are some of your like typical protocols or recommendations or anything like that for optimal recovery? 
So I learned some tips and tricks off of somebody named Brent Brookbush, if anyone's familiar with that. So he does orthopedic work and also the mentor that I had in massage therapy, she does orthopedic work as well. So I feel like orthopedic people have a really good understanding of how the body moves. But what Brent teaches is that you release, stretch, strengthen. So it's a really a combination of all those. And there's some people that will toot their horn and say foam rolling is not enough or stretching is not enough or that's all you need when really it's actually you need a combination of the two because one will get you halfway and then the other one will cross you take you across the finish line so it's really important that you release with a foam roller or a ball or something and then also stretch because you need to take that muscle through the full range of motion and stretching if you think about it like a really tight rubber band is just going to snap back to where it was and then with release work if it doesn't get worked out and moved and that fluid is moved around because wherever there's blood flow, there's healing. If you're not pushing the blood flow around, you're just not going to get what's optimal. And then to follow it all up, like if you just roll out and stretch and you don't do any strength work, you're also just going to fall back into the same pattern. So I tell people like, if you're not going to the gym to like for aesthetics, at least go for your movement patterns. Cause we all have compensation patterns, like things that you don't even realize people will be like, Oh, I've just always been like this. Or it's like, Oh, actually I had an ankle injury back in middle school. And it's like, okay, well you could have created a compensation pattern from way back then. Or the moms that I have, it's like, okay, well you hold baby on a hip, one hip the whole time. And so you're shifting your weight to that hip and then it creates a whole pattern from there. So just addressing those patterns is like the very base of it, but you have to have all of them to like really move and feel efficiently. And the more you do all of them together, the less you have to maintenance in between. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times it's um, now correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of times it's, you get to that point where it's too, like not too late, but like you said, you realize, Oh, I had that injury in middle school and I didn't properly care for it. Right. So like, I know for me, and it's one that you mentioned like mother's hip because my chiropractor, he already was on me. Like I went to my first chiropractor mm-hmm. appointment after having my baby. And he was like, watch out for mother's hip. Like, I know it's still early, but like, don't be carrying him on one side. I'm like, okay, I won't. I promise. Like I'll be conscious of it. But um, it's so interesting because there's so many things that we do on a day-to-day basis that we don't realize until we're called on it. Like I, for me personally, yeah, flat-footed. I had no, tell me how I went 18 years not knowing that I was flat-footed. Like that never came up for me at any point. Nobody ever said like, Hey, check the bottom of your feet. Do you have an arch? And I don't. So like, I never, I never knew. And it changed so many things about the way that I was training. Um, and then once I went and saw someone about it and I had like custom orthotics and I had all of these things, I'm way more conscious of my feet now and how my ankle mobility is and how my knee mobility is and all that kind of stuff. Cause the flat feet developed other issues for me. And then with like mother's tip, like I find myself like leaning to one side. I'm like, nope, correct, correct. And he's only mm-hmm. two and a half months. So he's 14 pounds. He's a big boy. Um, but I know he's gonna cause issues if I'm not conscious of that that balance. Right. And then I know I went to a massage therapist at one point during pregnancy and he's like, we're talking and I didn't even realize it. I was leaned off, like leaning to one side as like my normal uh-huh. stance. I had my hip uh-huh. popped out. And he's like, okay, so like, what do you want to work on? And I'm explaining, oh, my fucking back and my hips and this and the other thing. And he's like, he just let me talk. And he's just like smirking at me. And I'm like, yeah, like, where where are we going? And he's like, I need you to stop standing how you're standing and you'll fix a lot of your issues, my girl. And I was like, oops, right? And it's just something that I had always shifted off to that one side. And for years, Mm -hmm. I never noticed it until someone called me on it. So now being more 
intentional. And I love that, like you said, like if you're going to the gym, like include all three, make sure that you have all of it going on because that's what's really going to get you the most bang for your buck, right? Right, exactly. So I had no idea that they even called it mother's hip. I didn't know that it had a label, but what blew my mind is I have flat feet too. And I thought there was nothing you could do about it, but flat feet, you can actually do something about arched feet, not so much, but flat feet come from tight adductors. So you release your adductors and you strengthen your outer glutes and you pretty much solve that problem. Mm, Interesting. Nobody told me that one. Um, Yeah. They were just like, here, let's put these $400 orthotics in your shoes and that should help you. Right. And if anything, Mm -hmm. it caused so much pain at first because my body had to adjust to having them in my sneakers. Um, But now to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you where the hell they are. (laughs) I know what just feel good. And then that's just what I kind of incorporate, which is probably a problem, but I'll own my flaw. So I want to learn more about muscle release work. I am a like massage junkie. I love, love. I was like, I need a massage membership. Give me it all. Like, I want all of that. I do the foam rolling. I'll do like the, um, like lacrosse balls, sometimes a little too tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do like a tennis ball, something like that. But like those always felt great. And I know our um coach at like when I was playing at college he always had us doing like foam rolling and that kind of stuff like that at the end of our lifts or like in the beginning of our lifts as a warm-up that kind of stuff so like I said I've had plenty of massages my last therapist he was just like on me calling me out about shit all the time um but it was a godsend during pregnancy like it helped me so much but to be honest with you I was just like too exhausted to really take in everything that he was saying so yeah um Please share a little bit more about what that entails and like why it's so beneficial. So I like to explain it like this to clients. So usually I'll take my shirt and I'll bunch it up. And like, if you look at that bunched up piece, you see how it pulls in fabric from other areas. So when you have a knot, like let's just take the quad, for example, because that's a classic one. Almost everyone's quad dominant. So you got a knot in your quad and it's pulling tension. So it's pulling on the knee joint, it's pulling on the hip joint, and you want to release that knot because you want your joints to move at full capacity. Your body's always fighting to be in neutral. So I could talk about compensation patterns all day, but once your quads get tight, it's going to pull and yank that pelvis forward. That's where we get that anterior pelvic tilt or that Instagram look where everyone's butt is popped out. It's actually not natural and it's totally bad for your back. So your quads being in that constant tightened position cranks your hips forward to that anterior pelvic tilt. Then it causes compression in your low back. So almost everyone's got low back issues. What people don't know is that low back issues actually usually stem from your legs, not always, but usually legs and core. And when they don't address that. So here's the other thing is people will be like, my back hurts, my back hurts. What we learned in massage therapy school is that the victim always screams and the criminal stays silent. So your back is the victim, it's screaming, but the criminal is not actually the back, it's somewhere else and it stays silent, which would be your legs. So what you think actually hurts isn't usually the root of the issue. So it's where can I look other places on the chain? So another example for upper body is most people have tight chests. We're over our cell phones, we're sleeping on our sides at night and we're over computers. So her chest is getting really tight and it's cranking, cranking, cranking forward. And then the muscles in the back, like the trapezius are in a constant stretch position. Anything in a tightened position is weak. Anything in a stretch position is weak. So your posterior muscles are really trying to pull your posture back into neutral, but it just can't do it. So that's why everyone's like, my traps are burning. I hold all my stress there when actually the issue is in your chest because you haven't released your chest. So you got to open that up. 
So that's why release work is so important because you have to release your body's frame, the bone structure to be back in neutral so that your body can move at the original capacity that it was designed to do. So like a big hindrance that this has on people is a lot of girls don't get their glutes activating the way that they want because the hips are in that constant cranked forward position, putting the glutes on a constant stretch. So your glute doesn't even know how to fire because your quads taking all the glory. So you have to release your quads. That's the thing that people don't talk about. If you don't release your quads, you will not grow your glutes period. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause everything is so like, it's all tied in together. And mm-hmm. that makes complete sense of like the victim is always, always screaming. Right. So like, I know it's funny that you use that example, both examples actually, because one, I had a teammate before who like, if she laid on her back and tried to like straighten, so, you know, like you lay flat on your back, nobody can see me. I'm giving demonstration. You see me, um, yeah. you lay flat on your back and you lift your legs up to try and get your body in that like 90 degree shape. She could not straighten her knees. Mm-hmm. Like she could not reach and her, you would see her legs just shake. And I was like, that literally looks so painful. And I think she's having back pain. And I'm, I'm like, our trainer was like, girl, you need to loosen those hamstrings. Like oh, those things are tight. Um, and then it's funny that you use the upper body example, because I was going to say something about that. I have been tall my whole life. So like me, my cell phone, my computer, all that stuff does not help me. But like, I was tall. I shot up quickly. I've been five, seven since I was like 10. So I always was like rounding my shoulders forward and like trying to get down to my friend's height. Cause I was like, giant yeah um so like my shoulders were constantly here and it's funny because as you were saying that I could feel myself like standing up like you're being called out right now (laughs) sit up straight damn it she's calling you out um but yeah like it's it's crazy how much everything ties in together and like I know for me when I have gone and gotten treatment to loosen things up and to just overall take care of myself one I always perform so much better that following week in the gym. And it's because I took that time to have that treatment done to make sure that everything's feeling good. But it is, do you have any other like common examples? I know you said like the, the glutes and the quads, the chest, is there any other like ones that you see a lot? Um, the glutes and the quads are like really big ones, but like the, the chest really plays into like your back like in the posture. So people also have that weak hunched over posture because their chest is so tight. And so you can't even activate your back fully, but usually they call it upper cross syndrome and lower cross syndrome based on if you're on the lower body or upper body. But most of the upper cross syndrome stuff comes from your lats and your chest because both of those internally rotate the shoulders. So people who have shoulder issues or they're like, I can't even lift up my shoulders. A lot of that's coming from chest and lats. And then with the lower body, like you mentioned the hamstrings. So the hamstrings, appear tight but really they're just in a very stretched position because they're trying to pull that pelvis back into neutral mm. but it's not actually that hamstrings are overworked they're actually overstretched so stretching hamstrings when they're tight is actually adding to the issue rather than solving the issue because the issue comes from the front of the leg not the back interesting see it's all and with all that cycle yeah and with all that like all the issues in the hips come so the tight hip flexors and then the psoas. The psoas is a really underrated one too, because that goes yeah. in congruence with the core. So um that one's really hard to release on your own too. So if it's getting tight, you just have a really hard time. Mm. Yeah, I was so I feel like I'm sharing a lot of personal stories here, but I have a lot of good examples. I think I was in a car accident in 2017 and it was a pretty bad car accident, like totaled my car and everything. And I was in physical therapy for it for about nine months. And one of the stretches that I had to do was 
I would lie on my back and he would pull my leg across the other and you'd feel that stretch down the side. And I'll never forget it. My physical therapist looked at me and he was like, are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, it hurts like hell, but yeah, I'm good. Like, it's fine. He's like, you were the only client or patient I've ever had that didn't cry doing this stretch. I was like, are you serious? And he was like, oh my God, yeah. Everybody just balls when I do this because it hurts so bad. And I'm like, okay, well, one, good for me. Thank you. Uh, But I feel like that's still a problem. Like everybody should not be that tight. And now granted he is working with people who maybe had some injuries and whatnot, but still, if you've gotten to that point where you're literally laying on a table, being stretched and bawling your eyes out, that's a good indicator that we need to do some more work on top of it, just to maintain a positive and healthy body. Right. So if you could give any advice for someone who is just looking to focus on doing exactly what I just said, improving their recovery, taking care of their bodies in general, what would it be? That's hard. Cause if you don't know where, where to start, where to go, I highly recommend a coach, but not all coaches know that's where to start with. So like, even if you had the background from a physical therapist, like if, like there's even, okay. So there's this great couple of guys on YouTube called Bob and Brad. They're both physical therapists. They do great stuff, but also Brent Brookbush, he posts a lot of videos on uh, YouTube as well. So I say, take your pain, bring it to YouTube. If you don't hire a coach yet, of course, hire a coach, (laughs) but you can start there, start with YouTube with those two guys and figure out what compensation patterns you have going on and start to address it. But the thing is like, it's going to take homework. A lot of these people are in crying pain because they're not doing anything. Everyone has gotten so lazy especially in America. We want to sit back. We want to go to the doctor. We want them to prescribe us a pill, which is all just a band-aid to everything. Orthotics, just a band-aid. It's not actually addressing the root of the issue. Like why are my feet flat? What can I do for that? Like those, like those are the kinds of questions that people need to ask. Like how can I be proactive in like strengthening what's weak, but also not everyone has the knowledge of like what exactly it is, but start with YouTube, hire a coach and then do your homework. Like it really comes down to, being consistent just like with anything else as much of a pain in the butt as it is like even I hate to get down on a roller or on a ball but by the time I actually do it I'm like oh that took five minutes yeah if I did it more often it would take two yep yep and it's it's an easy thing to do and like you like I always I'm big on habit stacking and like the habits that you do every single day really go a long long way so if you have something that you're doing like maybe you're watching tv or something like that at the end of the night I always tell people like, that's a great opportunity. If you're feeling stiff or you're feeling tight, or you're just, you know, feeling like you want to do a little something extra for yourself, get up, get a nice little walk going and then sit down and do some foam rolling, do some stretching, do something that's going to benefit your recovery because you're not doing anything just sitting on the couch. You can still keep your Netflix up. Like I'm all for the Netflix on the treadmill and all that kind of stuff. Like see where you can habit stack these things. And I think it, it really does like it just goes a long way to have that little extra piece in there, right? And then another thing too, on top of that is I feel like I know I have my clients like send in form videos. Form videos are so severely underrated because I know like when you record yourself, like I do this with my coach too. Like I have to send in form videos like throughout the week. And my coach is like, I don't care what exercise you pick, just pick one every training session and send it to me from multiple angles. But everybody feels so uncomfortable like recording themselves in the gym but you can learn so freaking much by just recording yourself doing the movement because yeah. then you can look at it from a 
you know, versus just, oh, I'm watching myself in the mirror and throwing my form off as is, set up your phone, record yourself doing the movement, and then you'll be able to see those imbalances. You'll be able to see the differences in your movement patterns of like, especially if you're doing something that's like one leg and then the other leg or one arm and then the other arm, like you'll have that visual of why does my right arm do that? But my left arm doesn't. Right. And most of us have a weakness on one side. We are like, I'm right hand dominant. So I know when I do things on my left side, I have to be extremely intentional. I had a shoulder surgery on my right side. So going through that recovery process, I had to be extremely intentional on the right side while also still maintaining the left side. And I think that's a good opportunity too, of like, you see your form videos. Okay. Now, and maybe you don't know exactly what to work on, but again, like you said, that's where having a coach uh, comes in and is really, really beneficial. But mm-hmm. having that kind of side-by-side comparison, you can say, hey, this is going really well on this side, not so much on that side. What adjustments can I make? And even then, you don't need a, a script to go see a massage therapist. You don't need a script to go see a physical therapist. Like You can go in and just try to make right. progress without seeing your doctor. Most of them will take, I know massage therapists, but most physical therapists too will take you without a script. If you go in and say like, I'm having this issue, please help. And if not, see your primary and say, I want to go to physical therapy for this. And they'll probably give you a script for it, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, well, please, thank you so much for this conversation, first off. Um, And second, where can people find you? What do you have going on in your world? Um, I will have all of your social links and everything like that dropped below in the show notes. But if you want to just shout them out and let us know what you have going on too. Okay, perfect. So pretty much everything I do is on Instagram, which I am under legit Sarah fit. And then I also have a TikTok, but pretty much everything's the same. So you're going to get more on my Instagram because that's where my heart is. And then um, I'm an online personal trainer as well as in person and I do massage therapy. So if you're in San Diego, you're in luck to have me face to face. But if not, I can still help because I'll run programs online where we have like a recovery piece that you warm up with and then followed by strengthen. So we got all bases covered. Love that. Love that. Prepping for the movement pattern is so key. So make sure you're doing that if you're not already and check out Sarah on Instagram for more information. And that's all we have for you guys today. So I'll catch you in the next episode. 